The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, let's start somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 93, recorded April 6th, 2021. My name is Joe Becker. I am just part of this team. The other part is... Michael Diaz, the one who is not suffering from COVID-related vaccine system symptoms. So you're not either anymore. No, no. Yeah. So first of all, thanks everybody for putting up with a, a week without the KyberCast, if that's a, a big deal to you. Um, yeah, I was traveling last week, then came back for my second uh, COVID test, or not test, uh, COVID vaccine. And I was fine when I got it on Wednesday, but when we were going to record on Thursday, it just hit, it hit, I had a slight fever and stuff. But then by end of day Saturday, I was pretty much back to normal. So that's good. But well, it has it. me worried. Well, I mean, your body reacts to it. If it doesn't, I would actually worry if it didn't have any reaction. You know what I mean? Like if nothing happens, then what? Maybe you didn't build the antibodies you needed. I know, I know. But I'm only worried because uh, a week from nine days, nine days, I get my second shot. So mm-hmm. I'm. Hopefully I'll be good that day, but I'm pretty much anticipating. It's not the day you get it that's bad. It's the next day. Yeah. Well, at least for me. I can't speak for everybody, but. I had a friend. I So I'm on Moderna. That's when I got. Oh, yeah. I got, I got the Pfizer. But I have a friend who she got Moderna and kind of felt a little bit iffy. Like she got the second shot and then that night felt a little iffy. Woke up the next morning and was just done. Yeah. Well. So. A day of it's better than two weeks or 10 days of it and in the hospital. More than that, in fact, I had a friend who, um, he got it over Christmas and the two weeks, he didn't, you know, the two weeks, but for four more weeks, he got weird like nerve pain and stuff like that. Yeah. So no, thank you. Nope. But I'm, uh, see, as of tomorrow, that's one full week. And then next week, I guess technically I'm fully immune, well, not immune, um, vaccinated or whatever. Right. Antibodies are there. Um, by no means, and go get vaccinated in in Michigan. If you're in the state of Michigan, anybody 16 and above can get vaccinated. Now, um, we are a proponent of that. If you don't want to, obviously it's your choice, but, um, you know, Hey, you might get sick. Yes. You can still get sick with the vaccine. That's not the point. The point is you will not suffer as much. That's the whole point. Exactly. Anyways, we've had, uh, so yeah, that's, that's why we missed last, we missed last week because basically my fault. Um, and that's just the way it goes, you know, life happens, Joe, life happens. And we've luckily, you know, we've, we were only have had to talk about one thing last week. (laughs) So, um, a lot of stuff's happened in between. We've got a crap ton of trailers. We can jump into the news right now. If you'd like to, Michael, let's uh, Let's do anything else you want to add. We had the uh, Black Widow trailer. What is this, like the third or fourth? Yeah, this one seemed to be a little more in-depth or at least try to pull you in uh, about about the character more. Which I know we've been talking about this basically for a year at this point. 
I know. I was already in. So it, just seeing this, we got to see some more. Uh, I'm still in. This one seemed to really, really focus on the Taskmaster. Right. I'm assuming they had to do a, you know, a bunch of CGI for him, but uh, which has now been done for some time. So we got a few more glimpses. We, you know, we saw him in the, some of the other trailers, but just a quick there flash and there he is. And this one, we, we get a pretty good look at him and uh, he's badass. I'm into it. Yeah, but we saw more of uh, Black Widow and her sister. Yes. You know, and, and uh, I don't know, but I guess he's the, the Russian um, Captain America. Was, was Red his Guardian. Yeah. So he looks like a proud papa or has a plan, right? Right. And we'll find out what that is. So are you thinking about seeing it at the theater? Are you? Uh, I'm going to see. I mean, it's hard to say, you know, I know we're supposed to be safe and all that stuff yet. And I know that most of Michigan is not going to be vaccinated by July 9th. I'm assuming they're not going to be. Yeah. I don't which know. Won't af- I, which won't affect you. Well, I, I can still get it. You know, I'll be yeah, 95%. You can get it, but you can get it from you and I can still get it from ourselves. Right. I'm just saying, come basically May 1st, I'm 95% covered. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm so used to being careful. I, I can't say. I want to see it in the theater. I think you, you've already said you're going no matter what, right? I won't go on a sellout, you know, but I'll, right. I'll go, to, I'll go find a, I think a spot that it may not be the first day either, you know? Um, but I'd like to, yeah. I mean, if it comes when it's in, this is July, right? Right. And that's three. If I can't do stuff in July, then when am I ever going to like, I mean, honest to God, when like that's it, like you're either going to live life at some point or not. Right. But, Michigan's still being vaccinated yet. I mean, there's they, like you just said, they're ramping it up to 16 and up. And I, mm-hmm. I heard rumor that they're going to ramp it up like 12 to 15 next week. Right. We'll see. So, you know. I guess at that give- point, at that point, Michael, I'm going to be selfish and I don't give a shit if you're vaccinated or not. At that point, you have had every opportunity from May, June, and then into July to get vaccinated. If you had the chance to get it and you decided not right. to, I don't care if you get sick or not. I don't. I just, uh, I I don't know what my cutoff is going to be. I might very well see it in the theater. I haven't decided yet. I know, like, I have concert tickets Mm -hmm. for October, and that I 100% plan on going to, no matter what. Yeah, that's a long ways away. Yeah, I mean. Something tells me we might need a booster by then. Possibly. I mean, they still haven't come out and said how long this vaccine lasts for, for sure. So far, I guess I I got word that the Pfizer has been over six months so far. Okay, that's I, I that's mean, just because it's been out there, right? I fully expect this to be part of our lives now, where once or twice a year, just like mm-hmm. the flu vaccine, we yep. go get a shot. Yeah. So, all that to say. I, I don't know if I'm going to go on July 9th. I'd like so to. So nothing, nothing in the preview said. I, I now I really need to see it, and I want to see it in a the theater. Nothing, nothing drew you in that. That, that I, was I've always wanted to before. see it in the theater. I mean, well, I I'm mean, not- forget the COVID part. I mean, uh, from what we did before, but was there anything new in this preview that said, "Oh, wow, that really pushed it in a different level"? No, no, I didn't think I so mean, either. Seeing Taskmaster, 
Taskmaster. Taskmaster? I can't get Taskmaster. <laughs> we got it. Uh, he's awesome, and I can't wait to see him fight, but it doesn't. It, it wasn't enough for me to go, yes, I have to definitely see it in the theater. I'm not going to pay the 30 bucks for Disney. Disney Plus Premium. I'm not paying that. No, if I'm going to pay 30, I'll go to the theater. Right. So I think I said last, not last week, but two weeks ago, I think I'll probably end up seeing the theater, but like on a matinee, like on a Saturday or Sunday morning. Right. When it's not as busy. Right. Yeah. So there's nothing crazy in this preview that, that would, that made me go, whoa. But the next preview from Marvel was the Loki trailer. And seeing that we're already halfway through Falcon and the Winter Soldier, believe it or not, um, this one's coming up soon. And that looked like a pretty cool look. Like, so for me, I really like the the Loki trailer. Um, lots to ponder. Uh, I think that th- this feels like Quantum Leap to me. Like Quantum Leap with Loki has to go rectify some of the problems in a very like he's a variant Loki and they label him a variant. Yeah, you notice. Yeah, he's got he's wearing the uh, yeah basically the jumpsuit. This is variant. So right. we know. So we know they know. The real, the, the Loki Prime, if you will, he mm-hmm. died in Endgame. Right. Now, this one's obviously a variant. What has me curious is that there was a conversation between Hulk and the Ancient One. Right. Where basically they said, you know, if we, if we you know, don't bring these back, bring the time, you know, the all the stones back, we're going to create, you know, offshoots off the main timeline. And, you know, in theory, when um, when uh, Captain America went back in time, he snipped all those buds off. But Loki obviously got the Tesseract as well. Right. So, you know, I, I wish I'd gone back and watched Endgame again because I watched part of it today, but I didn't go back and watch that scene because, oh, that's right. Iron Man had to go back even further in time. That's when he saw his Correct. dad. That's how he got it. Okay, never mind. Right. I remember, I'm remembering now. It's been a couple of years, but yeah. So that's one snip. I don't know. Well, I, we can't, off. we really can't think they got to have all of this clean, right? That's why we, we're seeing problems with Wanda. Like there's going to be breaks everywhere, right? So this is the beginning of that, that, that graphic that they showed in the preview where it had the, the tributary, tri- tributaries of time started and the variant. So I think it's just going to happen. I mean, this is how we're going to get different stories, maybe another Captain America or what, or whatnot. Well, you know, if if anything, I don't know if there's going to be any tie, but we know the animated what if series is coming out soon. Right. This could very well branch off of that. Even the other timelines that have been created because of the changes. Right. So if Loki has to fix time signatures or whatever, then eventually that Loki's going to have to go away. That's what I was thinking too. If he's a variant, then the show has to end with him dying to close all, all these branches off. And I fully anticipate Loki faking his death once again. Oh, yeah. He's got to cheat death. I mean, that's the whole point. You know, that's the beauty of that character. Either... Either the variant is, or who knows? Did 
we don't even know for sure. They could come back and say, here's Loki Prime. He actually did live. Right? They could do that. I don't think they will. But it's possible, right? Well, it would have to be, they'd have to do something to Thanos to stop that. Well, Loki did all kinds of illusions, you know? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I'm but not saying they great. will do that, but. I mean, I can't wait to see it because A, Tom Hiddleston. Um, I, I'm not sure about the Owen Wilson part. He's always, oh, he can get, bug me a little bit, but. Okay, Owen Wilson by himself. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. But them together, they have a fantastic chemistry. Yeah, it looks good. It looks I've, good. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen, but if you get an opportunity, Google on YouTube, Tom Hiddleston, Owen Wilson impersonation. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. He was on a um, talk <laughs> show or some, some English talk show doing a bunch of impersonations. Yeah. he's got. They're all kinds of them because they did another movie together years back. So uh, they're, they're playing off each other is going to be the highlight of that. I mean, we already got hints of it in the trailer. Right. With, you know, you say all these things and make you sound smart. I am smart. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I like how they play off each other and I think it'll be fun. Yeah. I just have, you know, Owen Wilson to me rarely plays anything different. Wow. Yeah. He just, it's <laughs> the same character. I mean, the same kind of You're right. Tone. You're right. You know, no offense to him. I mean, he's good for him. He's making money and doing what he needs to do, but he's not. I mean, and I think he could do more, but I think he just kind of, I don't know. Maybe he's directed that way. I don't see any difference in this character either than his other characters. And I haven't seen all of his films, so I could be way wrong. Right. I don't go I don't go searching out Owen Wilson films. Well, you just have to watch, watch all the Wes Anderson films. Yeah, I don't like Wes Anderson films. What? I don't know. Oh, my God. That's good Dude, tangent, but I'm not going to let it. It's not a ta- we could tangent. I don't care. They're just, they're fine. They're not this groundbreaking thing that everybody keeps talking about. He's just. It's fine. He's no different than Tim Burton. He has his oh. own little world. He does the same shit every time, and it's always you know overcolored, little bit kooky characters. And hello, done. When he hits, though, he hits. I'm sorry. I mean, That's don't get fine. me wrong. I didn't. I'm not going to defend Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. I'm not a big fan of that one. But like Rushmore and they're fine. The, I don't. The Royal connect. Tenenbaums. Come on, that movie is awesome. I can watch it. I can finish the movie and start from the beginning and be happy. Yeah, not me. They're fine. They're fine once and they don't they don't do much for me. I think people tend to want to like them because they think that they're a little highbrow, like, oh I like it, so I must be highbrow too. When in fact it's just like crush fans. No, they actually know how to play their instruments. That's a big difference. <laughs> and I can understand why people don't like them. I get it. I totally understand why. I'm just teasing you. You know. That. No, it's good. I, it's good to be pushed. I just, I just think there's a, you know, one of those things like, well, I'll be cool if I like it, right? Then I guess I like it. Well, no, because they're not that great. He like said, "I, we went down a, we, we've gone down a hole now." That's what we do. We haven't talked in two weeks, so that's true. That's true. Well, we could change to a Wes Anderson critique podcast if we want to <laughs> it'll be short we'll do one episode the west fanderson podcast oh god that's a great name <laughs> it's too bad we're not going to do that because that is a great name well you could do it you could have it i'll give it to you i well that's the thing i don't i'm like i've liked I, there's some movies of him his i think are fantastic but like moonrise kingdom it was okay I'm, i watched it once i don't need to watch it again yeah 
So I'm not the biggest fan. That said, I just bought the Fantastic Mr. Fox on Blu-ray because I've never seen it. <laughs> but you bought it. Must have been a good well, deal on Amazon. Exactly. It was $4. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same price to rent it, right? Oh, yeah. Might so as like, well. Nah, for $4, I get it on Blu-ray and a digital. That way, I can whenever I decide, you know, now it's time to watch it, I can watch it. Right. All right. Well, getting back to Loki, have we missed anything from the preview that you want to bring up? No, I mean, there's a lot of hints as to, you know, it looks like there's a purplish color of a world being destroyed. I'm assuming it's Earth. Uh, purple makes me think of Thanos. I don't know if that's the case. Well, there was a shot in there. It looks like he's talking to Black Widow. Yeah, right? But I don't know. Then then I hear people saying, well, no, that might be Lady Yoki. <laughs> Yoki. Lady Loki. Oh, interesting. Which I didn't even know there was one, but... When I was digging around the interwebs, there was talk of a, a Lady Loki, and I'm like, what? What is that? Could be. So, but it looked like he was talking to um to Black Widow, sitting at the end of, I forget the planet's name, where the soul Valheim. stone was. Is that what it's called? Is it Valheim? I, I, who knows? Yeah. Sure. Sure. Good. Someone will tell us if we're wrong. <laughs> Which is all the time. It is all the time. So yeah, there looks like some clues like he's going to be jumping around, which we might see some nice cameos. We could see a lot of different, you know. What I would like out of all of this, if Loki does, is to bring fucking Red Skull out of there. Like, I want Red Skull back. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Why do you say that? Well, because they've got... Because Hugo Weaving is done. He said, I'm well, I don't, I'm done. It doesn't need Hugo Weaving. The guy needs to make up. The guy who played him from The Walking Dead did great in Endgame. And there's no difference. It's fine, but I, no one wants to see Richard Marquand. I could care less. Why? he had? It's a guy in a red fucking skull mask. It doesn't need to be Hugo Weaving. Yeah, Hugo Weaving brings a lot of personality to that role. Well, I think you're, you're not giving this other person a chance. Like, I would be I, fine with it. This Marquand guy is fine. But he's not Hugo Weaving. And I, w- nope. I would want to see the Hugo Weaving. He had so much more. Well, again. That's just my two cents. But the Red Skull is the best. And I just want to see them that character. Like, I feel like he didn't get his due. I think we're done with him. Unless, I don't know. I, I Unless we get some kind of other version of him against, yeah. against Falcon Captain. Captain Falcon. However... Captain America that's going to be, you know. Well, when Steve Rogers comes back. Who knows? They might reboot the universe at some point. Yeah, I think they're going to have to at some point. I mean, that's the way it works. All right, I'll let you take the next three since it's your world. Come on, you you liked Picard, right? I did. So, as we're alluding to, um, for First Contact Day, which are you familiar with what that is, Joe? Yeah, but you didn't. Did you post about it? I didn't, but that's why all these trailers came out. Yeah. So sorry. A friend of mine, a, fr- a friend of ours called us out. That's right. He's like, You call yourself a Trekkie and you didn't post on. I was texted. I'm like, I'm not a Trekkie. Talk to Michael. <laughs> <laughs> so it's first contact day, which. You, you'll see day. my post on May 4th. Thank you very much. Right. <laughs> So it's First Contact Day, for those of you who don't know. I don't even know what that is. So in the movie First Contact, yeah, there is a date when humans make first contact with the Vulcans. 
which ends up leading to the formation of the Federation at a later point. Da, 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 da. That happens some 40, what, 44, 46 years in the future from now. So now, you know, Paramount is celebrating. He's trying to make a thing of it. Like May the 4th, they're trying to make First Contact Day a thing, right? So I suspect, I, I suspect whenever possible, any major Star Trek news or trailers or stuff are going to hit on that day whenever possible. Gotcha. It's like, uh, what, here in uh, what just 10 days, we have Alien Day, right? There's a lot of these. Um, March 10th for Nintendo. Okay. Is Mario. Oh, oh yep. Yeah, see, yep. M-A-R-10. Yep. Well, that's why Alien Day is coming up on the 26th of April because it's LV-426 from Aliens. Oh, right. Yeah, they, so, it's yeah. just mar- great marketers that find these. It works, but May the 4th, I mean, they kind of kicked it all off, right? As Star Wars usually does. Right. So, all that to say, uh, we got a bunch of trailers, we got a bunch of like different, uh, I don't want to say symposiums, but some conferences and stuff. All you know, A lot of them are free on YouTube. Um, and Paramount Plus is really making its push. You know, it's CBS All Access became Paramount Plus, so now there's another marketing push to get everyone into what they do. And they're really making kind of, they're making Star Trek a big push, of, a part of that push. Right. So they dropped trailers for Picard. Actually, that one was a teaser, not a trailer. Right. Because none of the there footage was, we saw, saw was, looks like it's going to be from the show. It was just hints, right? A bunch of hints yeah. of different things with yeah, Q. Yeah, it was all, it was, you know, the Chateau uh, Picard and then voices. It was Picard and John Delancey who plays Q. So, you know, so why don't you tell... Those, I mean, I I remember Q, but I don't remember the, the, the what his he was kind of the mixoplick of things, wasn't he? Kind of. So I'll, I'll keep it really short. Obviously, yeah, it's fine. Some Trekkie can tell me where I'm wrong, but Star Trek: The Next Generation started out with Q. Mm-hmm. What uh, encounter at Fair, Fair Point or Far Point or whatever? I'm probably butchering the name of the first episode, and then the season, the series finale, seven years later. Included Q. And we saw him throughout the series popping yeah, from throughout. time to time as well. Right. I mean, it's because of him that, you know, the Federation was exposed to the Borg. So Q is like this nearly godlike creature who's part of a whole, uh, a continuum, uh, basically. Is he like a Time Lord from kind of, Doctor kind Who? Of, he's obviously this higher being that's godlike, if not, mm-hmm. I mean, he's obviously not God, but very godlike. And he's not the only one. There's a whole continuum of, continuum of them. And in fact, later in Voyager, there was a civil war amongst the Q. But anyway, the point is, Q, John Delancey as Q, we see him at the end, at the very first episode of Star Trek. They have a couple encounters with him, a few encounters with him over the seven years. And he basically, in the first episode of Next Generation, he's like, you know, prove... Prove your worth. Why should humans or why should the Federation exist? And the crew, Picard, thinks, oh, we've passed this test. Come to find out the whole seven years of the show was a giant test by Q. And that's mm-hmm. how the series ends in the finale with with Q saying, you've been under trial this whole time. You just didn't know it. And that's what they allude to in this uh, teaser at the trial the trial never ends. Right. That humanity and the Federation 
have to constantly prove themselves. So, like they're doing with every other Star Trek show now, because they're not 26 episodes and seven seasons long anymore. I mean, Voyager's, what, around 10-ish episodes a season, give or take? Discovery or Voyager? I'm sorry. My bad. Discovery. I don't know why I said Voyager. Voyager was obviously 24, 26 episodes a season as well. Discovery's around 10 to what, 10 to 14 episodes a season. Right. What we're getting with these series now are, here's our big bad, or here's our big issue for this season. And it looks like Picard's going to be the same. We're going to get approximately 10 or so episodes. So my question would be, how can you test something that doesn't exist? It's not Picard. It's not fair. He is Picard. No, he's not. He is. Picard's dead. His body's dead. Mm-hmm. But he's an android now. It's not a human life form. Uh, so was would you say that Data didn't die at the end of uh, season one of Picard? They say he didn't die? Yeah, I mean, he died, but he existed. He was still in existence all through then. Oh, I, I didn't say that this person's not alive. I said it's not Picard. It is Picard. His no, it's Picard too. No, it's a different being. It's different. It's Picard. No. If you're going to be in a different being, why make it the same age or the same voice? No, sorry. It's not Picard. It's As long as you can handle that, like take the reality, it, it's not It's not him. It's not his genetics. It's It's not. It's a it's an android. It's a machine with consciousness. But it's Picard. No, it's Picard machine. It's Picard. I, I we can have this argument, we're not gonna convince the other. But I still think it's Picard. It, it, it's okay to be wrong. You can be wrong. <laughs> I'm not wrong. You are wrong. It's not it's a different it's different. It's not a oh, human he's being. It's not his consciousness. Fine. If we were able to digitize you and your body died, are you no longer mm-hmm. Joe? I'm not the same, no. It's not so much that Picard is being put on trial. Again, Q is testing all the Federation, all of humanity, all of existence. And the uh, aliens too, or just humans? I think he's testing the whole Federation. I'll have to go back and check. Once again, fellow Trekkies, tell me where I'm wrong. Because the Federation is more than just humans. Right. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I will watch it. I'm not going to say that I don't like it. Um, but, you know, I, I'd like to see where they go with it. I'm, I'm more excited than that. Than for I'm more excited for Picard than Discovery. Really? Yeah. Well, you didn't like the season, third season of Discovery, did you? I like parts of it. Um, yeah. I just, it's so freaking dramatic that I can't, and, and it looks like it's going to be even more dramatic now. And I'm like, I'm done. I, I'll, I'll watch it, but I'm like, Oh my God, everything, this one warp is coming. It's going to shatter the entire, you know, like, okay, you know what? If everything's going to be the, this giant thing every season, I just can't like, I would rather have small stakes, like do smaller things. You don't need to like have the whole universe come down to fucking Michael Burnham saving everyone and watching her cry yeah. for six of the 10 episodes. And I'm just, I, well, like I was telling a friend of mine, just like I said a minute ago, you know, next generation had seven episodes or seven seasons, 26 episodes a season. So you're looking at what? 100 and 
lots. Mm-hmm. Hundred and I don't know how many. I'm not doing the math right now in my head, but lots and lots of episodes. Right? Probably thirty percent of those could have been cut. Probably, They're probably not good. That's how it was in the '80s, though. You had to do twenty-six episodes a season. Now, a typical season, you know, on network TV can be twenty or even less on the smaller networks. 10 yeah, but look, at, but look at how they did WandaVision. It wasn't the whole world. It was a, it was a square block. Right. You know what I mean? It was nice. It was smaller. It's like, you know, they keep upping the ante for Discovery, trying to make the story bigger, and actually they're losing the story because you're just, I don't know. I don't know. You know what? I could be wrong. Obviously, I could be wrong. But the preview to me shows like they're going to have this one long thread of this big threat coming, not unlike what I just read in the High Republic, interestingly enough, of a great catastrophe. Um, which turned into a smaller story, which is, I don't know. Anyways, but I, I, it just looks overdone to me. I mean, I don't know about you. I mean, it doesn't look overdone to you. It doesn't look. I don't know. See, I liked the first two seasons of discovery, but the fact that it was a prequel, I was like, you know, that initially right. turned me off. Right. Which we talked about. Right. So I'm not going to retread that. But what my point is season three you know, we're seeing now the small remnant of the Federation that has somehow survived and now potentially has an opportunity to thrive. So it's it's, it's a rebirth of the Federation and I'm here for it because, you know, those stories can be exciting. And the, you know, I admit, you know, the Federation getting huge and powerful and it's fine because, you know, any any... I don't want to call it an empire, but they're going to grow and get bigger. But the bigger you get, then you have to make the stories bigger, right? No, you don't. Well, kind what, of. What, what, no, you don't. I mean, a good story is a good story. It doesn't have to be a giant thing. You could have them trying to save a simple solar system. I don't know. It doesn't have to be the whole freaking universe from something that and then Michael Burnham, like, I don't know, like is the only one that can do anything. That point, I do agree with you because. You know, what would have happened if, you know, obviously if Michael Burnham hadn't come to the future, well, quite literally, the Federation probably would have died. So now it's all on her again. I mean, this is the same problem with Star Wars, right? Only one or two people can save the entire galaxy. That seems a bit much. Yeah. I mean, to that point, yes. Um but that was one particular – let's just say the first six movies, that made sense because it was a, a <laughs> continuing thread. The second three, the last three, not so much, right? It was just a, a, an addition to. Um, but yeah, like again, that's – and I don't want that for Star Wars anymore either. I don't want all the chips, you know, in one right. basket um, before that. You know, same with, with, with Marvel has found a way to have – all the chips in the big basket when it needed to, but then all the other movies be, be, became smaller. You know, there's there's smaller ones, right? But I, I, I guess all I'm I saying think- is that maybe this will be good if if they don't introduce another cool crew or another like rival type team like group of badass in another uh, Federation starship. Then forget it, right? You know what I mean? Like, let's have like recruits, or if you're gonna grow it, like let's have another cool other people that come in and help, you know, and not just like her. Let me guess. I'm going to bet that 50% of the time she's going to go against what everybody wants her to do in orders so that she can do this thing. It is becoming a bit cliched. And I was even talking to a friend of mine about this. I'm like, 
kind of the appeal, the appeal and the spin on this series was that we're not going to focus on a captain. Oh no, Michael Burnham isn't even in charge. She's second in charge, maybe. And she's going to be the focus. Well, she became captain season three. So that, that premise ended after two seasons, right? Which fine. Not saying she doesn't deserve it. And I'm not saying it's anything against this character. It's just that the writing's getting boring. No, it's not, I, I you know, hear you. It's, it's like, they just, I just hope they introduce like another crew, like come in and like, like grow it, like grow. If you, if you're to your point, if you're going to grow this thing to a new time, or we've moved future way, way in the future for a timeline. How are you going to grow that timeline? Is it, if it's going to be the Burnham verse, then no. But I mean, if you're going to let it, you know, give me another crew, do something different. Well, we're going to see that in Brave New World, Brave New Worlds. But again, prequel series. So again, as much as I like uh, Captain Pike, I'm right. It's a prequel but, uh, series. In this, in the Discovery, give us a new, give I'm us okay a new crew. That. They should. I mean, spin it off, whatever. Well, we already know there's another Voyager ship there. Right. The Voyager J. I, I don't disagree with you because you're right. The, the writing does seem to be limited because like I said, in Next Generation, because you had all those episodes, 26 episodes a season, you couldn't have all these big, huge issues. Like the universe is going to end because let's face it, they had a pretty strict budget and those kind of episodes ate up special effects, right. which are expensive. Right. So you were forced every so often have purely character-driven episodes, right? Right. Which we're not seeing a lot of in Discovery. I just think they're not taking the time to do it right. I I've, I I can tell you from watching 10, 12 episodes of The Mandalorian, their character writing was so much stronger, like Bill Burr's episode. But like, that's it. That's all I needed. It was the focus just shifts slightly. Right. The, the Bo-Katan episode. Those were all character driven, but they were all still going, eventually going to a, another goal. Um, I think they started a little bit on the discovery last, you know, with, with the couple of people, but um, and they, they kind of ship around, but I, I don't know. We'll see. I, I'll, I'll let you uh, watch it. I'll, 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 I will watch it. I probably won't watch it as quickly as you do. But I definitely will give it a shot. I'm excited. And I also, I mean, I, geek things in me, you know, it's, I like that they were seeing the Federation, you know, reborn. I like that obviously there's going to be some kind of new um, alliance with the Vulcan slash mm-hmm. Romulan alliance. On, what was it? Navi or whatever that place was. Did I even get the name right? I don't remember. Right. Um, but I also like there were hints that they got new uniforms, which look like kind of like. A riff on the classic uniforms. Yeah, the reds. and She's yeah. wearing a red, which is funny. Yeah. Please go onto a planet. Well, <laughs> she but that's back. the thing. Security and stuff wear red shirts in the original series. They shifted to yellow shirts in Next Generation. So, No, but all the red shirts die, don't they? Is they that did the in the original series, yes. Yeah, and now she's got a red shirt is what I'm saying. Yeah, but they switched it. security officers to yellow with Next Generation. All right. But yes, the red. All that to say, of the two right now, I'm more excited for Discovery. I think you said you're more excited for Picard. Sure, way more, better character. And then on this third one, you have no, you give no, you give no fucks. None. <laughs> well, Joe, you'll be happy to hear 
the Star Trek Lower Decks, which is premiering, uh, what is it, August? I should have written, written down the date. Um, yeah, I want to say it's coming, hold on, August 12th. Yes, I took notes. What do you have about that? Wow. August 12th sees the second season premiere of Lower Decks. And you'll be happy to hear, Joe, the fan that you are. That it's Twice the yelling? Not, not that, not just that. It's already been approved or greenlit for season three. Oh, nice. Good. I'll give you something to watch. <laughs> I know you don't like it. I know. And I'm not going to lie. There is a fair amount of yelling. That's just kind of the style right now. It is. But this show, for a Trekkie like me, which, again, That's you appreciate. For. That's what it's right. for, yeah. You appreciate some Trek aspects, but you're not a Trekkie. No. And I don't think you ever will be. And that's fine. But as a Trekkie, there are so many Easter eggs. And the show was actually very endearing to me. I know you if they gave up after a few episodes. I, I know uh, we have a mutual friend who gave up. I don't even think he watched it. The new, listen, it's made for you and it's good that you like it. That's what it's for. That's why they made it. They didn't make it for me. No, it's made for Trekkies. Yeah. My Trekkie friends that watch it, there are some, don't get me wrong, do not like it. But there are some that they're like, yes, because they love all the little Easter eggs and whatnot. Well, it's rewards for being around for a long time. Right. So. Cool. I'm I'm looking forward to it, especially seeing as I think we saw the main character is going to be on the Titan for a bit, which was uh, Riker's ship after he left the Enterprise. So I don't think he'll stay there long because they're not going to do a split crew. I'm sure he'll be back. Something will happen. But I enjoyed it. Maybe they'll run into the Orville. That'll be great. You know, I haven't watched that, but I heard it's really good. I watched two episodes and hated it. Well, see, I heard it's the best Star Trek show that's not a Star Trek show. Well, that's the my point was, are you trying to be a spoof or are you trying to be Star And I don't think it knew. Maybe it found its legs, but like after like two episodes, I'm like, I don't, you don't really know what you want to be. Is this like, I'm thinking, is it like a, uh, um, a Mel Spoof Brooks no kind of yeah. Is it like a Mel Brooks thing, or actually no? You're just making Star or Star Trek with a little more humor than Star Trek had. It's the same aesthetic, like literally. Right. So I'm like, eh, I don't know. So I didn't, I didn't, uh, didn't watch after well, two. That's a Galaxy, like, Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest is one of the best Star Trek movies. That's not a yeah, Star Trek movie, right? So all right, let's move on. We've got a lot to talk about yet. Um, our geek this week. I'm. I guess I'm just going to sound like a bitter person this week um <laughs> this week <laughs> this week yeah exactly you set yourself up for that i know uh i watched godzilla versus kong was my geek this week see i haven't seen it yet and i almost don't want you to say what you thought because i think i know what you think i think well, i posted it and i posted i thought it was a junk like totally one of the worst movies i've seen in 20 years really i thought it was just Plain crap. I was so like, disappointed. So disappointed. Like I was looking forward to, loved it. I like really? Skull Island and I like King of the Monsters too. See, I haven't watched King of Monsters, so I want to. So obviously, you didn't like it. That that's it's terrible. But I still want to watch King of Monsters and then Godzilla Kong, and then I want to talk to you about it. All right. Well, quickly, I'm just going to say, um, don't waste your time. Anyone who wants to watch that movie, it's a uh, they should probably like look at a script before they spend a shit ton of money on, on something like that. <laughs> like how I'm watching this and I'm wondering how the fuck did this get made? 
Like who, who spent all this money and didn't like look at a script? Like how did that happen? I, I want a podcast on that. I want to, there's a, there's another, there's a podcast out there called how the hell this happened or something like that. Or how did this fuck? get made? Yeah. How this get made. And I've listened to those and uh, they need this one quickly. Like how the fuck did this get made? Cause it was God awful. But it's the most successful COVID movie ever. I don't care. That's a huge <laughs> asterisk, by the way. Yeah. I don't care if it was the if it made more money all time, more than ten avatars combined. I don't care. It's wow. still a shit movie. Um, now I have to yeah. watch it just to see if I agree or not. Yeah. If you don't, we're gonna really throw it out because I'm like the near taste is really like I can't. I will never understand you. Well, Maybe it's a popcorn film. Like I said, I'm going to go into it with an open mind, but it's, it's kind of like, I keep going back to this, the Fast and Furious movies. I know they're awful and I know they're shit, but I love them. Yeah, but this isn't as good as that. Like, it's just, it's just all over the place. It's all over the place. It's right. such a mess. It's such a fucking mess. Yeah, it's terrible. Terrible, terrible. All right, go to your geek this week. I have a lot. So, on a whim... Earlier this week, I rest- I started reading Saga again, uh, the comic book by um, Fiona Staples and Brian K. Vaughn. And I I have all the trades. I know they had a uh, a brief break here, and uh, I think I'm I think I'm up to date on the trades. But I wasn't even reading those. I was reading the digital copies I have, and I'm just tearing through it. Just I, w- I want to refresh myself. It's been so long since I read it, and I don't remember exactly where the story left off. I said, I'm just going to start from the beginning and restart it. So I'm, um, I'm mostly done with volume one of Saga, and it's just as much fun as the first time I read it. Um, I'm also, one, it's been so nice here in Michigan, for those who don't know, uh, that I've been sitting outside at night as much as I can reading. So I'm actually now more than halfway through Network Effect, which I think I started last summer, <laughs> which is the fifth Murderbot book. So making progress on that. And then also at night when I'm going to bed, I've been trying to finish up the 12-issue series Vision, which has been a lot of fun. I should pick one, right? But I keep – I'm reading like three different things right now. Well, it's just how you, you handle it. It's fine. I do the same thing in a way. And then uh, today during lunch when I should have been more productive, I took the day it's off. lunch. Well, I took the day off and I was going to eat lunch and then go do some work around the house. And then uh, suddenly I – had the urge to watch the the battle uh, end game where Cap gets the hammer. Yep. So I watched that and I was like, well, I should just watch the whole end of end game. So I, I threw it on Disney plus and just watched the final battle. God, I forgot how emotional that was. Yeah, it's good. But also I, I kind of want to watch it too, because or I, one of the reasons I watched it, I wanted to see that Cap Bucky Falcon scene. And it's interesting because obviously we're watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which we're going to talk about episodes two and three in just a moment here. Yep. But it seems at the end of Endgame, when Captain America, well, Steve, hands him the shield as an old man, that Falcon has accepted it. And it seems pretty straightforward that, you know, he's going to be the next Captain America. So I'm not saying that the show is wrong. Well, I think he's put on the spot, and I think after you get that responsibility, exactly. it's just going to weigh on you. You know, it's not, you know, that's different. Exactly. It's like, but uh, if you watch closely that that part where right before Steve goes and leaves, Bucky knows he's not coming back. Oh, he knows. Yep. Yep. 
if you like watch closely, he goes, you're going to do something stupid or something like that. And uh, I can't remember the exact words, but. Yeah, he basically told me, I think Cap says, uh, don't do anything stupid while I'm gone. And he's like, he's, uh, you're taking all the stupid, stupid with, you. with you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Bucky uh, knew. Bucky he knew. knew he wasn't coming back ever. Yep. And as soon as the like, Hulk's like, well, f- and he does the countdown four, you know, five, four, three, two, one, and he doesn't come back. Like Bucky, they pan to Bucky, and he just kind of smirks because he, he knew. Yep. But then there's Falcon going, you know, bring him back, bring him back, and then there's Steve sitting on the bench, looking like Joe Biden. He does look like Joe Biden. <laughs> Looks just like Joe Biden. He does. That, uh, or as uh, Kamala says, Joe Biden. Joe Biden, right? Joe Biden. Anyway, um, rewatched that today. Um, spent 45 minutes. I mean, seriously, that final battle takes up like the last 45 minutes of the film. Yeah, it's like watching a flipping basketball game. It's the last five minutes takes an hour. Right. Uh, but it was fun. I'm glad I watched it. And it fed into tonight's main topic. And let's go to it. Nice segue. All right. So we are two episodes down um, from our last episode, from our last podcast. So let's go right into the second one. Uh, episode two, Star Spangled Man. This was basically the reveal, not the reveal, but um, An the backstory. Yeah. The backstory of uh, John Walker. Uh, John, yeah. John Walker, the new Star Spangled what do they call it? Star Spangled Man? What is it? Star Spangled, yeah, Star Spangled Man, Spangled was, Man. Was, was the name of the episode. Yeah. And it was him on the Today Show, or Good Morning America, since it's ABC property. Yes. Um, kind of talking about who he is and what he was and, and, and trying, trying to play him up to the country, to get the country on his side, do the whole – now, if you listen very closely at that, at the beginning of that, when they, when he's running out to the field, it's actually the same music that Captain America used to run out to when it was back when he was doing the, the stage show. For the war uh, bonds? Yeah. It's the same music dub stepped up to nowadays, which is a nice throwback. So that was a nice little call out if people actually paid attention to that. Um, now, for those that don't know who Wyatt Russell is, that is the son of Goldie Hawn and Kurt, and, uh, Kurt Russell. Yeah. So all the genes there, so he's got a good Which, set of genes. He was in an episode of Black Mirror. Uh, he was he great. Was, uh, he was so good in that too. Yeah. It was, uh, I don't know, but it was the video game episode, right? Yeah. Test, not test player. Something. Test player. Something, it was, yeah. Something like that. I, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. They, they plugged him in and it got all those fears and all that stuff. Yes. But he was also in another show, which again, not remembering off the top of my head. But he usually plays this bearded, long-haired, kind of hippie-looking yeah. guy. Right. So he's so against – he's been cast against, you know, previous type, which I appreciate that because he's very he's very rah-rah, very – I mean, yes, he's a patriot because he's a soldier, right? Right. But he's even more so like Captain America, you know, his government came to him in the form of Thunderbolt Ross and said, you're going to, you know, sign on to these uh, Sokovia Accords. And he said no. Right. Right. So Captain America, you know, Steve Rogers always did what he thought in his heart was right and true and universally ethical. As he was told when the doctor, I forget the doctor's name that gave him the serum, but pointed to his heart when he was dying. Yes. Do you remember? Because he gave it to him because of his heart, not because of anything else. Yes. 
So I love that Captain America is a hero, really, for the world. Yes, his name is Captain America, but he's not just a political tool, whereas this Captain America, John Walker, is going to be a political tool. And he thinks he should be respected as such, which we can get into in episode three. But this particular episode, which I, I didn't really care as much. Like this was not my, the second episode was not my favorite so far. The third one is uh, one of the better ones. Um, my opinion. I 100% disagree. Really? Uh, well, I, we'll get to it more in the third one, but I thought the third episode was boring. Oh, I like the third one. Um, and I'll, and I'll tell you why, but, uh, I didn't hate this episode. I just thought it, it was short and I wanted it to, maybe because it was short, I wanted a little bit more to go on, you know, um, it was 49 minutes. It just felt short. The star spangled man was 49 minutes. Yeah. It was just as uh, long as the premiere. They were both 49 minutes. Uh, it felt short to me. And then, uh, Power um, Broker was 53 minutes. The only reason I know this, I literally have Disney plus on right now. That's fine. I, um, it just felt short to me. Uh, I did like the the fight scenes have all been great. I think for for this stuff. I mean, oh, I, movie I, quality. I like, yeah, um, and I liked the uh, the idea of uh, when they were when they found out they were gonna they were fighting super soldiers, right? Yep. And like, oh, there's a kid on there, or there's a, and then it's 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 for those that are solo fans, it's the Emphis Ness actress, and she kicked ass in this. She's great, by the yeah, way. She is. Um, I probably should know who that is since I think she's great, but. Um, really, really liked. I liked that episode. And then, you know, Bucky's arrested <laughs> at the end for missing therapy. Um, but <laughs> I did like the, the, um, we found out there happened to be an African-American super soldier that they tested stuff on that one, that only lived through it and it was hidden away. Yes. which That was cool. Is that, is, was, is that person not, in the comics too? Okay, I was just going to say that should not have been a surprise if anyone read Red, uh, red, white, and black. I, I didn't. Is, is that okay? Cool. I mean, yep. So they did a prequel comic. I have them all too. Funny enough, um, I want to say it was by I can't. I, I should have looked this up ahead of time, but I know the artist is Kyle Baker. And the gist is, they kind of play off the whole, and they they even refer to it in this episode. They kind of play off what the uh, with the U.S. government. This is real life now, not talking TV show. Mm -hmm. The U.S. government did testing on the Tuskegee Airmen, which if anyone knows who the Tuskegee Airmen were, they were one of the most decorated Army Air Force squadrons in World War II. They took all the most dangerous missions and they, pardon the pun, came through with flying colors. But after the war, like I said, this is all factual um the u.s because they were all black it was an all-black squadron the u.s government when they came back did not herald them as the heroes they were instead they you know infected many of them with syphilis right which is why we get people that don't want to take right they want to take the vaccine now vaccine, because right. they gave them fixed syphilis and then told them they were being treated for it but really there was a control group, and they were basically just saying, what does syphilis do if you let it go unimpeded? Right. And they did it on our own U.S. soldiers, but they were black, so they weren't real soldiers, right? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Right. Again, that's all factual. And so the comic is kind of like that in that 
yeah, Steve is the one, the one true super soldier where everyone else, they've tried to do the super soldier, including the Hulk. Something went wrong, right? Right. Well, according to Red, White, and Black, there was another. I think his name was Isaiah Washington. I don't remember what they called him. I know he's Isaiah in Bradley. the show. I don't remember if his last name was Washington here as well. Bradley. Okay. Isaiah Bradley. I'm looking it up as we talk. At least I want to say he was Isaiah Washington in the comic. But again, it's been like 15, 20 years since I read the comic. So if, if I'm wrong, I apologize. This is all coming from my adult memory, my age adult memory. But yeah, they tested on a group of black soldiers and they literally tested it. And like some of them, it did horrible things and they died. And there was only one really successful recipient. And that's where they derived the super soldier serum from that variant. But even then this one, um, it basically caused cognitive issues with Isaiah in the comic. So that's why he wasn't still a hero. Hmm. He, you know, he was briefly, he, he would actually went on a mission, yada, yada, but it started to affect him cognitively. Now, I don't know if we're going to see that here in the show, but what they have established is yes. Steve was not necessarily the first. Well, I should take that back. Steve was the first. He was the first in the MCU. We know now that because this one, Isaiah, this, by this one, I mean the super soldier, sorry. Um, he was obviously in the Korean War, right? Correct. Fought, he he fought said Bucky. he fought Bucky, yeah. So we know he got some variation of the super soldier serum. Right. But again, when he got back, like the Tuskegee Airmen, they, they put him in prison so they could test him. Right. So... There's got to be some detrimental effect, I have to believe, that he is suffering that we don't know about yet. He's obviously super strong, right? Right. Th- through that, you know, what was it? Whatever he threw, it went into the wall. You know, I know not a normal person could do that. Right. So it leads me to believe that in this second episode, we see this group of super soldiers. There has to be some detrimental effect we don't know about yet. That's my, that's my guess. Yeah, I would think so. And I have to 100% believe that uh, Walker here is a super soldier as well. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Well, they didn't, but they haven't come out and said it. They said that, you know, he scores off the chart on, you know, physical prowess and mental and blah, blah, blah. He may not be fully, though. Like a like a smaller version or or a down. I I think he was you know physically and mentally there, like he was at his peak, but I do think he's been enhanced somehow. I don't think, but I don't think his enhancement is like Steve Rogers. We'll see. No, he would have used it on the train fight or whatever. Not the train, but the. the trucks were when they were, you know, going down the road and all that shit. And on the semis, yes, semis, yeah. He couldn't jump like Steve. You know what I mean? He just couldn't do those things like Bucky can. Yeah, you make a good point. You make a good point. So, or will he? Okay, so, or he may take it later. Who knows? Okay, 
if he's not enhanced yet, I think he might be degree. I could be wrong. Right. I definitely think he will be enhanced before the show's over. It's possible. Or he could be gone. Um, Well, that leads us to the end of episode two where they, okay. So Bucky gets arrested, but they're let out by Walker has him released with his, his newfound uh, governmental powers, but they won't work with him. And then they go visit somebody. And that person was Helmut Zemo. And that's how that episode ended, which we knew that was going to happen. We've already known that he was maybe not in episode two, but we knew he was coming forward. Right. And we see why now, because we know super soldiers are involved. Right. And we know that Baron Zemo, Helmut, right. hates superheroes. So they're playing that whole, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? But he's not. Right. What we didn't know about uh, Mr. Helmut was he's basically like the Sokovia Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Yeah, well, he was royalty. Yeah, right. But I mean, money. Like, they didn't say any of that. You may have known that from the comics, but they didn't say any of that during, um, the Marvel Civil War, or <laughs> excuse me, for whatever. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't touch on that then. But being a comic book nerd, yes, I knew that in the comics he's known as Baron Zemo, as Zemo or whatever. Right. So the reason I liked this episode better is because of that character, and I thought it was really cool to like that character after hating that character, you know, from civil war. And I thought it was just funny the way he was, he was basically, he's basically Tony Stark in a way. Um, and the way he's arrogant, he does what, you know, he's just, just a little bit different. I mean, if he had the time and the money, he probably could have made his own Well, He has the money, but if he had a little more intelligence of engineering, then he could have made his own Iron Man for sure. Same kind of MO. He's going to do things his way. Um, he's clearly super smart in terms of how people are. Yes. Um, so anyways, they break him out. Well, he, he broke himself out, I guess with, with a little bit of help of Bucky, but not much. Cause right. it seems like he already had it planned before Bucky was there anyways and saw his thing. And they, he has a plan to help them stop the flag smashers and to go to Madripoor. I don't know anything about Madripoor, but I guess it's a, I don't know. Bad it's a place. huge X-Men hit. Okay. What does that hit? Okay, so in the late 80s, um, Wolverine got his first ongoing series, right? He had had a couple uh, miniseries. He finally got his first series. And like pretty much like they said in the comics, it's, it's a non-disclosed, like it's an Asian country somewhere near Indonesia, right? Right. It's basically, it's kind of like it's kind of like Singapore. It's it's island. It's an island state. Gotcha. Um, with a high town and low town, which we saw in this. Um, and it's it's a huge ex because Wolverine was it like they didn't use this place as when they sh- did the Wolverine movie, right? No, no. Okay. Went to Japan. It was, it was Japan, right? Yes. Okay. No, this is the first time we're seeing it in cinema or the MCU, I should say. So Madripoor very closely tied to Wolverine and therefore the X-Men. Wolverine lived there for a long time. Um, In fact, when he went there, he was a problem solver. And instead of Wolverine, he went by Patch. I don't know why exactly that was, but he called himself Patch when he was there. Um, You know, different power brokers. No, I'm sorry. 
that's the name of the bad guy in this, but different people Correct. in positions of power came to Madripoor uh, for um, various reasons. In fact, during World War II, um, Wolverine worked with Captain America in Madripoor. Hmm. Like Steve Rogers in World War II, and he helped um, protect a young redheaded baby who later became the Black Widow. Oh, wow. So anyway, a lot of history there with Wolverine and therefore the X-Men. So I I don't know if this means this is a hint that the X-Men are coming. I assume they are at some point. I don't know if this is it or if they decided this particular country, we can use it now because it, we own the rights to all the X-Men stuff and this would be a great place to put right. this. So yeah, it's basically... A country where anything goes if you have the right amount of money. Right. So they go, what I liked about this too, is they go to this place to, to find some information about who's making the, the super serum. Now, what I didn't quite, I, I liked how they, they tried to go in as with different aliases to try and talk to the, one of the bosses. Right. Um, and, what what threw me off is okay. They all know who the Winter Soldier is, but they don't know who Sam is. Like a guy that part of the Avengers has probably been on TV a few times. Like I don't know. You know, here's something I've realized. Um, yeah, there are geeks like us that you know. I know who I know who Anthony Mackie is. I know who all these people are. Um, but I'm a geek like that. But we hear all the time that people mistake celebrities for other celebrities all the time or we hear or you know you see pictures every once in a while you see pictures of people like oh look i'm with anthony mackie and it's just some guy that vaguely looks like anthony mackie right along so i don't think honestly i don't think a lot of people really look you know he was dressed kind of like that drug lord or whatever he was supposed to be he was dressed in what was his laughing or smiling tiger or something something like that yeah it was weird he was dressed like that guy enough that I think people really weren't, you know, noticing. Unless it was someone that really knew that guy intimately, they wouldn't have noticed. That's my but, guess. But don't tell me you didn't like the, what I call, as I named this episode, the the helmet shuffle, where he's <laughs> dancing through the dance club. And all that. Um, I thought this was a fun episode. I liked the, 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 the it was kind of a throwback type episode for me of, of old, like, TV shows. You know, it was cool. It was like, you know, like an A-team kind of thing, but, you know, funnier. It was just good. I liked it. Um, they find the, you know, they, now to get out of that place, they kill they kill that person that, that, that they met with. They got the information they needed, but then they killed. Um, Shelby. Yeah. Selby, and, Shelby. Yeah, Selby. And they're trying to get out. And then somehow they're saved. By, by Agent another, 13. By Agent 13. Now, all right. Here's where I'm going to get made fun of. That's pretty convenient for her to be there. So, it's either one. Selby also, right? So, one of two things that, that Carter is. A, she's working for the power broker. B, she is the power broker. Dude, that's the same thought I had. That I think, because, okay, so they end up going to the shipping containers, all that stuff happens. She knows where all this shit is, right? 
Right. And then she wanders off and she has someone waiting in a car for her, Mm -hmm. her bodyguard. And she's like, we got a problem. Yep. We got two problems. Right. Is she talking about Bucky and Falcon? It seemed like she was. I don't know. You saw all the art there, which I know she said is a front that she had the original. She was moving the art. Right. That's a lot of power. I think she's the power broker. If I was a betting man, I'd put my chips on her right now. I'm with you. Or or it's Mephisto. Shut up. (laughs) Unless it's a shout out because we got made fun of. (laughs) Uh, I've I've been on that one for Klein Singer too. I was like, what do you mean Mephisto? (laughs) Right. Um, So yeah, maybe she's clearly more than just Sharon Carter upset. You know, and I heard people arguing online that like some people went really into it that maybe she's uh, a double agent or a could be that agent again. Could be. That's why she knows. Someone went even so far as to say, I was looking into this, that the person that plays her bodyguard is just happens to be someone, a set decorator from that show is from the show as well. Oh, really? Like they went through the credits. Oh, nice. And noticed that it's the same name. So, if that's just a sector decorator, we're probably not going to see that bodyguard ever again. It was probably just that one scene. Right, that scene. There. Right. Which, if we're not going to see the bodyguard again, maybe she's not the power broker, right? Oh, I don't Jesus. know. Maybe that's reading too much into it. Right. I think she's a power broker. I think so. I think it's a good possibility, put it that way. I mean, obviously this show doesn't lead to as much conjecture and what ifs as WandaVision did because WandaVision was messing with reality. Right. We thought maybe it was going to also, you know, give us the multiverse and all that. None of that ended up happening. Right. This show is much more straightforward, but that said, I still think she's a power broker until I'm proven wrong. Right now, my bet is that agent 13 or Sharon Carter is the power broker. That's where I, well, there's only six episodes and this we're halfway through now. And I don't feel like we've even started. That's what scares me. Like, what's going to happen in the next six epi- next three episodes? You know, I know you said you really like this episode. And rewatching episode two right before we did this podcast. I mean, it's a big, dumb episode. There's lots of just punching, right? right. And there are important things that happen in this episode. But it was a slower episode. And that's going to happen. Because, you know, the special effects in the fight, that takes a lot of money. You know, right. it goes back to uh, Battlestar Galactica. What a... Uh, um, Oh, shoot. What's that guy's name? Um, anyhow, one of the producers on that used to talk about everyone. Glenn A. Larson? No, not Glenn A. Larson. No, 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 no. The guy that, uh, oh, Roger Moore. Rod, uh, Moore. Roger, no, Moore. Ronald D. Moore. The guy who worked on uh, Star Trek as well. He worked When he worked on Battlestar Galactica, he noted, every so often you have to have a Big Mac episode. Now, this is only a six-episode series, so we're not going to see fights every time because those are expensive, right? Right, that's some good shootouts, and Baron had a hell of a shot. And right, I mean, there was don't get me wrong, there was action in this, but I don't know. I just I thought overall the episode was kind of boring. But I didn't. Yeah, I know you didn't. You really liked it. it. I I did. I liked it a lot. And I'm not I'm not denigrating your enjoyment of it. I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it. I just know when I got done with it, and maybe I'll watch it again after we're done with this podcast. When I got done watching, I was like, that was kind of slow and boring. Right? That's what I said to Shaley when we got done. She's like, yeah, it was okay. And the problem is, like you said, we're halfway done now. We're, yeah. The series is half over. Right. And 
first episode was all right. It was all set up. Second episode, we really got the meat. There was awesome, awesome fights. I mean, don't get me wrong. The first episode started with a badass fight too. But then this episode happened. Yes, there's still more action, but it doesn't feel like the story has advanced all that much to be halfway done. No, that I, I totally agree there. They did well. We did find out who who made the the doses. Um, we saw the lab being destroyed. Now we don't know if there's any more doses out there. If all twenty, that I guess there's twenty of them out there, but they've been used. Maybe, maybe not. Um, there's there's obviously a few. It must be a few out there if, if Walker gets a hold of one. Right. I mean, um, yeah, we know obviously the flag smashers all took them, right? And there's some extra. Now, one thing that did happen this episode, I mean, that I think was very important, was we saw John Walker lose his shit. Yeah, because he's not good. Right. I must say he's, he's a bad guy, but he he believes he's Captain America, right, and deserves the respect, and he's not getting it. Like the guy spit in his face. Right. He thinks that being Captain America automatically imbues him with some sort of power. Right. Whereas Steve Rogers viewed being Captain America as an ideal, a standard to live up to. Right. That's the difference between the two characters right there. Well, yeah. One's a, you know, let's just say Walker reminds me of somebody who might have a big giant two flags flying off the back of their truck. (laughs) <laughs> you know maybe so um i mean they were both soldiers yeah for sure his partner seems pretty cool like he's starting to catch on that something's not right Battlestar. yeah 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 i mean there's so many people in this like um yeah well, it's all leading to whatever that finale is going to be i don't know now there's a big reveal at the end of this too right so they've they escaped all that good stuff and they're going to go inside this building um for some supplies or whatever and um bucky decides to take a walk i'll meet you guys in there so i'm gonna take a walk because he saw something he saw the little i don't know what they're called but those little beads that from wakanda uh but uh i i don't remember that person's name who was the um the woman. I just remember her being really tough. In no, she's she's a member of the Dora Milaje, obviously. Yeah, but she was actually in. You're right. She's yeah, I think she said some move or I'll, or be moved or something like that. Is when yes. she said. Yeah, that's how I remember the character from. And she was tough as tough as hell. Yeah. I was kind of hoping it was going to be the 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 Michonne actress from the one who General uh, Kao. Yeah, I love her. Yeah, she would have been. I would, people would have lost their shit if it was her. Agreed, but she's busy filming. Isn't she busy filming uh, Walking Dead or something right now? Yeah, sure. Well, she's not in it right now, so. Oh, maybe she. Maybe I'm wrong, but we'll see but yeah. her in the Black, Black Panther film. She can't be everywhere. I know. I know, but it, it's cool. So now we we know that the Wakandans are now that Zemo's out. They don't want that shit to happen. Which makes me wonder. Like they were filming this show last year, and obviously they had to stop. He won't be in it. Don't don't. No no I'm not okay okay I'm not <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying that I think we know that Chadwick Boseman is not going to be in this. I wasn't saying right. that. Okay. But we know they filmed it last year and had to stop for a while because of all the you know COVID and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, my question is, had he not passed, 
I wonder if there were plans to have him make a cameo. Don't, we'll never know, I think. I know. We'll never see yeah. it now. But it, it's kind of weird. I mean, you know, and then, you know, Shane and I actually talked about that. Like, well, wouldn't it make sense for Black Panther to be in this? But no, if you think about it, the Dora Milaje, even though they are his royal guard, if you will, they also established they're the secret police, basically. So yeah. here's an opportunity to quietly make one of their big problems. Yeah. Baron Zemo go away. Yeah. They're MI6, CEI, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. This is totally CIA. a job that yeah. the Dora Milaje, because the fact that he got, you know, he killed T'Chaka. Right. It's probably a huge blemish on them. Right. As they see it. So if they have an opportunity to take him out without letting Black Panther know, I would think they would take it, right? I think so, but clearly Bucky won't let that happen. Right. But it was awesome to see him, see her. Yeah, so we'll see that that's going to happen um, eventually. So that has me very excited for episode four when it comes out on Friday. Yeah. I, I hope. I hope it keeps ramping up. I hope I, I, I keep saying like, well, as you get strong, you know, four into it, maybe there'll be longer episodes, but Marvel has not shown that they will do that. So yeah. I would assume all these episodes are 45 to 50 minutes long. And um, we'll see. We've got three, a two hours and 50 minutes, 40 minutes left of this movie. So we'll see in the next episode if they ramp it up, but I'm enjoying it. Um, I, you know, I look forward to it. I can't wait till till Friday to to watch the next one. Um, it does make me really, as it should, make everybody think about Steve Rogers' character and miss that character, um, and what Captain America means, what Captain America can be, and obviously, hopefully, Sam will realize the mistake that he made and take the shield at the end. I don't think it'll be Bucky. No, I think it'll be Sam too. But again, here we are, episode three, seeing John Walker, Captain America, lose his shit. I want, I would love to see Falcon take the shield at the end of the series, but at the same time, it feels like there's not enough, enough episodes for John Walker to tarnish the image of Captain America yet. You know what I mean? Well, it could be one episode. He could do that. True, true. But I don't know. In the comics, it took like a year, right? Which I get is only 12 issues, but yeah, I don't know. I I almost feel like this, I hate to say it, but I almost feel like this this show, I know it's a six, six issue, or not six issue, six episode event series, and this is all we're getting. But it almost feels like they could have put a couple more episodes in there to let it breathe a little bit more. Right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Right. I, I, obviously, we haven't seen it all. It just doesn't feel like there's enough time to get the story done at this right. point. And maybe they won't. Maybe it's not supposed to be done. Maybe it's supposed to be picked up somewhere else. Because right now we're out of order of what they actually wanted us to see. So True. So we'll see what happens. All right. I think that's. The, I don't think we missed anything. Yeah. On most of the episodes. Looking forward to the the last three. We'll, we'll obviously we'll uh, review episode four next Tuesday as we record then. Um, until then, Michael, how can they get a hold of us if they want to tell us how wrong we were in this whole episode? If you want to tell us how wrong we were on Twitter or Instagram, look for us at KyberCast. If you want to see us on Facebook, we have a group and a page at the KyberCast. Yep. And you can just say at Michael Diaz and he'll... No, I'm just kidding. 
all the stuff that he's wrong. <laughs> At Michael Diaz 101. 101. Um, cool. And if it's your first time listening, thank you so much for joining this episode of the KyberCast. If you've come back, thank you for coming back. Share the podcast with your friends. It's the best thing you can do to help our little endeavor out here. Or leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, all those great podcatchers. Subscribe and you won't miss an episode. Um, it'll automatically be given to you. So until next week when we discuss episode four, this is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.